Hello and welcome to the MIT Press Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gondek, and today I'm speaking to Ludo Waltman about the Quantitative Sciences Studies, a new journal published by the MIT Press. Ludo Waltman is Professor of Quantitative Science Studies and Deputy Director at the Center for Science and Technology at Leiden University. He is also the Editor-in-Chief of Quantitative Science Studies. Stay tuned after the interview for more information about the show. Ludo Waltman, thanks for being on the MIT Press Podcast today. Thank you. On January of this year, you announced the creation of Quantitative Science Studies, a new journal that is a joint venture between the International Society of Societometrics and Infometrics and the MIT Press. Could you talk a little bit about the beginnings of QSS? Uh, yes, I'm happy to, uh, to, uh, to do so. So what happened uh, is the following. Um, so I have been editor-in-chief of Journal of Infometrics for four years. Um, and this journal was published uh, by Elsevier and is actually still published by Elsevier. Um, at the end of 2018, I um, was in a difficult situation uh, with Elsevier, so together with my editorial board, which consists of 30 researchers uh, from countries all over the world, um, we had um, uh, severe disagreements with Elsevier on a number of issues. Um, one of these issues is open access publishing, where we felt that the uh, so-called article processing charges that were um, <coughs> that were charged by Elsevier were too high. So open access publishing was too expensive. Um, we also had a disagreement about something which is very important for the community of, of, of my journal, for the people in my editorial board. And this is the issue of open citations. So Elsevier, did not want to make their reference lists of the articles published in Journal of Infometrics openly available. So these references um, could not be made openly available, for instance, for researchers. And researchers in my community and also the researchers publishing in my journal, they actually rely on references from scientific journals as the data, the raw data, based on which they do their research. And therefore, it was very unfortunate for us to learn that Elsevier was not willing to open these uh, these references for its own journals, while almost all other publishers do actually make uh, reference lists openly available nowadays. There's also a third uh, issue about which we had a, a disagreement with, with Elsevier, and this is the ownership of the journal. So Journal of Informatics is a journal that is owned by Elsevier, so it is managed in practice uh, by researchers like myself. So we do the peer review, we do the editorial work. Elsevier supports the, work, the journal from a technical point of view as a publisher, but all the scientific uh, work is done by, by the researchers from the research community. Um, however, we felt more and more dissatisfied with the fact that uh, despite the contributions that we make, the, of course, essential contributions that we make as researchers, um, that we, in the end, were not in a position to make the important decisions for the journal, for instance, about open access publishing, open citations, and other issues. So this is what we were dissatisfied about. We discussed these, these, these issues extensively with, with, with Elsevier, and it was not possible to reach an, uh, a compromise, uh, to reach an agreement. And at that point, we decided to uh, explore the possibility for launching a new journal, um, owned by the scientific community and published by a different publisher. And this uh, is a process that took about a year, uh, a bit more actually, 
And that resulted in the end in a new journal, Quantitative Science Studies, that is um, owned by the International Society for Scientometrics and Informetrics and published jointly with MIT Press. It's an open access journal with APCs, article processing charges that are much lower than uh, what is charged by Elsevier. Of course, the journal, uh, the journal um, uh, follows the idea of uh, open citations, so the reference lists are made openly available. Also, other metadata is made openly available. That's very important for the research in my community. So basically, we have <clears throat> with the new journal, we have moved to a much better situation, and everyone in my community is very happy with this 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 development. So that explains why the Journal of Infometrics uh, moved publishers. Uh, but for those people who have read it before, is the new quantitative science studies just the Journal of Infometrics with a new co-publisher, or did you make some other more change? Did you make some other changes to the journal itself? Well, that's a very good question. I would say that the essence of what Journal of Infometrics represented, um, the people behind the journal, uh, all the knowledge of these people the reputation of these people, the ideas they have about what matters in the field. This is the essence of what Journal of Informatics actually represented, and that's still there. That's also what QSS is about. Um, however, we did make, in this whole transition, we did make a number of, uh, of, of, of changes in how um, um, uh, things are organized. So, for instance, in QSS, we have... Um, uh, extended our expanded our team our team of, of, of editorial board members we now have a better representation in China which is something that I uh, care a lot about um, we also are paying more attention to um, um, let's say publishing um, according to um, um, yeah good practices that more and more um, we see in many fields of research, for instance, being transparent about competing interests, being very clear about who has funded the research, being very clear about the different contributions that different authors have made to, to a research article. Um, so we have used the opportunity, the opportunity of moving from the old GOI journal to the new QSS journal. We have used that opportunity to make a number of improvements in how, how we organize things. The essence, however, and I think the essence is the people behind the journal, people running the journal, that has uh, largely remained the same. So that's an answer for perhaps those people who have read the journal or the, read the articles currently online for QSS. For those of us who are not aware of this and have never really heard of QSS or the JOI, could you talk about what Scientometrics and Infometrics study? What is the journal about? Yes, I'm glad to tell you something about that. So. Scientometrics basically is a, the field of research in which we study science or research itself. And in particular, the field of research in which we make all kinds of data-driven measurements about the research system. Um, this is a kind of meta-research, you could say. It's research about research. Um, this is a field in itself, a relatively small community of people worldwide doing this type of, of, of research. Um, to a large extent, it is about, for instance, uh, using bibliographic data, bibliographic data on scientific publications uh, to study what is going on in, in, in scientific research, to study how research fields develop, to study which are the important uh, researchers or the important institutions or countries in a particular field who's 
most visible in terms of the scientific work that you're doing, but it's also, for instance, about the scientific workforce. Who are the people doing the research? Um, what is the age of these people? How many senior, how many junior people do we have? What is the gender balance? What is the geographical diversity? Uh, it is also about how the research is funded. Who is funding the research? How does this differ between fields? Is it large-scale research projects? Is it smaller-scale projects? All these aspects of science, all these aspects that can be measured uh, quantitative, quantitatively using uh, uh, all kinds of data sources, that is basically what Scientometrics is about. So in a blog, in a blog post, uh, you had written that you, the first 11 manuscripts have been accepted for publication by QSS, and they're now available. Can you explain how readers can find them, or will they need to wait for the first issue of the journal, which comes out early 2020? Well, I'm actually glad to, uh, glad to tell you that these manuscripts, these 11 manuscripts that we have now accepted for publication, that they are already available online. Uh, so MIT Press um, is putting a lot of effort in making uh, the articles uh, available online as rapidly as possible. Um, so anyone who goes to the MIT Press website and then to the page for QSS, for Quantitative Science Studies, um, will be able to see these 11 manuscripts. Of course, because we publish everything open access, anyone will be able to read them. You don't need to have a subscription. Um, the articles that are available right now, these 11 articles, they are um, not yet in their final version. So they are so-called early access publications. Um, the proofs of these articles still need to be approved by the authors. Um, so we are still working on copy editing and all these things. But basically, the articles are there, and people can already read the first manuscript that we have decided to publish in the journal. Um, and indeed, early next year, January or February 2020, uh, the first issue will be published. These 11 manuscripts, together with probably another 10 manuscripts or so, will all be part of this, this first issue. This is, of course, something that we are very much looking forward to. Uh, but we don't want actually the readers of our journal to wait until all these 20 or 25 articles um, have been uh, accepted for publication, have gone through copy editing. So as soon as something is, is available to be shared with uh, the readers of the journals, we already put it on the website and we make it, uh, we make it available for anyone who is interested. And for those people who cannot wait to get a read of this, the, of course, the MIT Press, uh, MIT Press website is mitpress.mit.edu and look for the Quantitative Science Studies page. Um, I understand there's a special issue coming up called Understanding Chinese Science, New Scientometric Perspectives. Why do you believe Chinese science needs a special issue of QSS? Yes, this might perhaps sound a bit surprising. Why would you publish a special issue focusing on one particular country, and why should that be China? Um, there is, however, um, or there are actually a number of reasons why we have uh, chosen to, um, to, to focus on Chinese science in a, in a special issue. And one reason is that the Chinese research system, and this is something that many people uh, know about, many researchers, the Chinese research system during the past two decades has gone through uh, a really impressive uh, and rapid expansion with the publication output of Chinese research institutions, universities, expanding rapidly, exponentially. This is really, uh, really uh, impressive. The publication output 
output of China is now uh, basically at the same level as the US publication output, which means that China and the US are the two countries worldwide that by far have the largest numbers of publications. So this makes clear that um, China really is a scientific superpower. It's, it's a country that needs to be taken very seriously when we study science. That's one thing, but there is something else. China is also a challenge, a challenge for um, um, especially those of us who are not, uh, let's say, living in China ourselves, who don't have uh, a deep familiarity with the Chinese research system. Uh, the system is different from the system as we know it, for instance, in, in, in Europe or in the US. It's different in, in, in many ways. Um, and these differences are not only in the organization of the research system, but they are also in all kinds of more, let's say, technical aspects of the data that we have available about the Chinese research system. And this starts, for instance, with um, um, the Chinese language and the Chinese characters. Um, so all the algorithms that we develop, all the algorithms that we develop to study science, to um, analyze data about scientific publications, these algorithms, uh, in order to properly study the Chinese uh, scientific system, need to be able to also make sense of the large uh, Chinese language uh, scientific literature. Um, they need to be able to deal with uh, Chinese author names and Chinese characters. Um, so this creates all kinds of new technical challenges. Um, it also raises questions about data sources. Um, for instance, social media. Social media, increasingly we study how science is discussed on social media. So we study, for instance, Twitter, we study Facebook, and as we all know, in China um, there are other social media that um, get most attention, um, and more and more we are also interested in studying how these Chinese social media actually, um, what they tell us about, about research in China. Um, and again, that's new types of data, new data sources, and we need to develop an understanding of how we can uh, uh, get information from these data sources, uh, how the data sources differ or perhaps do not differ from the data sources that in Western countries we are more used to, more familiar with. And all these questions uh, really deserve, um, deserve a, lot of, a lot of attention from our community, I believe. And that's why we have chosen to organize this, this special issue. So apart from going to the <laughs> MIT Press website to the quantitative science studies, are there other ways that people can follow the work you're doing, whether they're Twitter feeds or other web pages they could go to? Um, yes, so we need to have a Twitter feed. That's, that's need something we have. So we use that to make announcements about new articles, but also about, um, let's say, developments in the way we organize our journal, because we are all the time thinking about what are the right choices to make in how you organize, how you run a scientific journal. I believe that a community like mine, a community that actually is studying itself, the science system, should be even more aware of uh, the importance of thinking carefully about how you actually can run a scientific journal in a good and responsible manner. Um, so we are thinking a lot about that and we are also try to be uh, say open about the decisions that we make, the trade-offs that we make, and that's also something um, that well people can follow by following our Twitter account. Um, there are blog posts that now and then um, we write and which are published on the website of the Scientific Society, the ISSI Society. Um, so that's another source of information. 
Of course, MIT Press offers uh, 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 an email service that people can subscribe to to just be informed about new articles appearing in the in the in the journal. Um, but I also would like to basically invite anyone who is interested in the journal either to make submissions as an author or just to learn more about what the journal is doing, perhaps to actually um, offer to support the journal, for instance, by performing services as, as a reviewer. All these people, I would like to invite them to contact me, to write to me just by email, um, because I'm really very happy to uh, to be in contact with anyone who is interested in the journal and who is willing to support the journal. Is there a particular email address you'd like people to contact you at? Well, it's perfectly fine if people use my my personal email uh, address at Leiden University, the university where I'm affiliated with myself, if they use that email address to, to contact me. Ludo Waltman, Editor-in-Chief of Quantitative Science Studies, thank you for being on the MIT Press Podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much. For more information about this and other titles, please visit our website at mitpress.mit.edu. Don't forget you can find the MIT Press on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode of the MIT Press Podcast. Copyright 2019, the MIT Press, all rights reserved.